Welcome to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experience and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wadenurseconsultants.com slash blog on LinkedIn and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Now here's the host of Should You Take That Case, Lisa Wade. Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome to a brand new Medical Monday and a brand new episode of Should You Take That Case? It's wonderful to have you here. And what we do, our goal on this show is to be a resource for legal professionals like yourselves who pursue medical cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. I am your host, Lisa Wade, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants. I am a legal nurse consultant. And think of us when you have those tons of medical records that you need translated into normal human language, understood easily by judges and juries. I'm also the creator of the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That's where all of our wonderful attorney guests come from. And we use this as an opportunity to get to know one another. And we're doing that today with our guest, Jim Coogan. But before we bring Jim out here, I'd just like to travel over to the chat. And anybody visiting us live today. Put an A in that chat if you're an attorney. Put a P if you're a paralegal. An L if you are a legal assistant. But if you are part of a group near and dear to my heart, women-owned law, put a W in that chat. I love women-owned law. It is a groundbreaking group created to connect and advance women legal entrepreneurs. So if that is a group, it sounds like you can get behind. Visit us at womenownedlaw.org. And I want to thank everybody that is listening live or on the replay. Thanks for taking so much time out of your very busy days to be with us. And now I'm going to introduce our guest, Jim Coogan. Graduated from the DePaul University College of Law in 2006. He began his legal career working as an injury trial lawyer for what was then Dwyer, McCarthy and Associates in Chicago, Illinois. In 2015, he began law part. Oh, I'm sorry. In 2015, he became law partners with Patrick Dwyer and the firm became Dwyer and Coogan. And Jim took over as managing partner and lead trial lawyer. Now, in 2022, the title and the firm changed again, as it is now called Coogan Gallagher, a three-person trial lawyer group in 
Park Ridge, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. And over the years, Jim has tried several medical cases to verdict, as well as construction and transportation cases. And now I bring to you Jim Coogan. There you are. Almost there, Jim. Almost. As soon as I can unmute you, you'll be there. Oh, heavens, we can't unmute the guests because they choose to mute themselves. You've got, there you go, Jim. Are you there? I'm here. All right. Wonderful. Well, there, few technical difficulties. We can get past that. Thank you for coming, Jim. It's my pleasure, Lisa. Thanks for having me here. Oh, yay, yay. Well, we, uh, oh, how's the weather out there? Uh, can't complain. It's it's pretty. It's sunny. It's not oppressively hot. So for August in Chicago, this is this is good. It's probably oh. high seventies or something. Well, excellent. Well, uh, summer in Philadelphia, it's stifling. So there, <laughs> there you go. It normally would be here, so that's why I'm saying there's nothing we can complain about. This is very oh. nice. All right. Well, I want to get to those questions that I have about medical records and what the heck you do with them when they start flooding in uh, when you have a case. But first, tell me a little more about you, Jim. Tell me how you became an attorney. What, you know, what led you to that? What led you to this area of practice and go as far back as childhood if you need to. Tell us all about you. Um, Yeah, I think I can get little bit more abbreviated than than going back to age two or three but i will say this i was always very interested in medicine so um at some point in time when it when in my other thoughts about what i might do with myself and with my life uh i also really enjoyed words and and conversation and argument and sort of the 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 building of good language and trying to come up with something persuasive so uh it it seemed like it might be a good fit to head towards law school and and then use my interest in medicine as uh, as really kind of the cornerstone to this because as an injury lawyer we do handle cases where we're uh, alleging that a doctor or a medical facility or a nurse was negligent but <clears throat> even if we even if the case doesn't have to do with underlying medical care every single one of our clients is somebody who had some level of medical treatment. Um, the most basic traumatic events where it's just emergency room care and maybe a little bit of follow-up compared to something where the person has catastrophic injuries and they've got something spinal that's causing paralysis or something else that's led to systemic infections. I mean, for all of these situations, um, there's a lot of medical records to look at. There's medical issues that need to be understood. Uh, so the, the idea of becoming a trial lawyer and and working for, uh, admittedly, I'm partial to the underdog and the little guy, um, becoming a plaintiff's trial lawyer and bringing in that interest in medicine and also being able to advocate on behalf of people uh, was a way to do all those things in one profession. Wow. Well, it sounds like fairness is your thing and and debate has been your superpower. I, I'd like, I hope so. I mean, I'm, I'm still working on it. It's always a work in progress if you're doing it right. But uh, I'd like to think that some of that's true. Yes. All right. Well, it sounds like an excellent journey. Now, we're we're to to that spot where you're going to tell me how you choose your cases. What what makes one case a better case over another? 
or what makes some cases no cases at all? How do you choose? Well, I mean, it really has to start with two things. One is what treatment did the person actually have, which gets us to, I'm sure what we'll be talking about a little bit more is the records themselves. What is the treatment? What do the notes say about what happened? Uh, and then it's the strength of that of that evidence and, and what that case is about. So we, you know, most people don't really think about it this way, but if you are injured in some sort of case, car crash or a fall somewhere, your medical treatment is now evidence. I mean, that's it's just not it's just not how you normally think of it. You think of going to the doctor for an illness or to manage some kind of chronic condition. Um, or goodness, you know, God forbid, you end up at the emergency room because something serious is really going on. But in the context of a claim, now we're turning this into a claim that an injury was caused by something. It's all evidence. So we need to know what those records say. We need to get them. We need to look at them. We need to try to get an understanding of how strong, uh, how strongly they support that something was connected to whatever happened. If it's a car crash and those initial notes talk about the connection between a crash and now the person's got some diagnosis of a, of a back condition or something else, well, that's a huge step in the right direction. Those are the basics that you, if you don't have that, you're not going to have a very good case because your opponents will find those things and say, look, this is when the guy went to the emergency room and the first thing that happens doesn't say a thing about a crash. That could be a problem. Um, so at the end of the day, it's, it's really about what when we're trying to take any kind of case, and particularly a medical case, we really can't get anywhere without the records themselves. And then the next step is having some knowledge and experience about what those things mean and what they show. But, you know, even if we've handled a, a medical cases over the years, um, I don't pretend to be anywhere near as qualified as a nurse or a doctor. So the next step always requires some consultation with the people who know best. And then we can try to piece the rest of it together. And it's, it's basically research and the records, research and learning in the records. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounds like the records hold all the secrets. I mean, they do. It's, it's the truth. You know that as well as anybody. Um, if, if it's not there, then it's going to be very difficult to prove that it happened. Um, and if it is there, you got to deal with it. Either it's going to be something that's strengthens what you're dealing with or possibly weakens your case. If, if depending on what that note is, what that test showed uh, when it was done. I mean, it's a, uh, they paint a very vibrant picture, but you have to know whether those details are supportive of your claim or not. All right. Oh, and, and when those records mentioning those records, when they all start piling in, do you have a special protocol or a specific process that you use to weed through them to get all the good information that you need to, to guide you in your case? Yeah, I mean, that's a critical component. So for us, we, 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 it kind of depends on the case. So there's not necessarily one uh, cookie cutter approach to this. But at a minimum, some lawyer has to look at those records in some fashion. Now, there might be thousands of pages for a particular patient if they had an extended hospital or rehabilitation stay. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, so there are situations where there have, there, we may engage someone like Lisa Wade to help compile some of those things, abbreviate them, and maybe help find important nuggets um, because one person's set of eyes sifting through things, you might miss something. So even just having a learn and second set of eyes is critical. Um, but it's still important for us that a, a, the lawyer who's going to be working on that case 
they have to look at those records themselves. It's not enough just to be relying upon even good summaries or chronologies that might be created because at the end of the day, we're going to have to face what that, what that stuff is, what actually is written in there. Um, so we absolutely incorporate people who help us by summarizing some of the records. I'm very thankful for the advent of electronic medical record systems. You know, there's a, there's certainly a, some give and take, you know, now you've got a huge volume of more raw stuff than you might have had 15 years ago. 15 years ago, I wasn't quite doing this. So maybe I can't speak exactly to that time. But I know when I first started doing this, most of the records were written. You know, they were still handwritten, even hospital chart notes. And so the, the, the contrast in terms of how easily you can comb through them if they're searchable is obviously a huge piece of the puzzle that can make life a lot easier uh, when we're dealing with electronic medical records. But even then, it always comes with that caveat. You still have to know what's in there and still look at them carefully and not skip over and just find the good parts. Uh, otherwise, you might have holes in your case that you didn't know about, and you certainly don't want to fail to know. Then you're not going to be able to develop a plan, and you can't really advise your client about weaknesses that they have to know about. Even if you tell them what the strengths are, um, they need to know, well, here's some other issues. Here's some, here's some possible defense theories that might come out of these records because of this other test that came in after the original thing that we're saying should have been done differently. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. It's good to have a process and a procedure and a way to uh, uh, dive in to get the information you need. Now, when you do start uh, dealing with or looking into those records, is there something that you find really troublesome or very frustrating about dealing with them? If you have a pet peeve, what is that? Well, I would have to say that just, again, because every client's records, it's not not just medical cases. Even the folks with a work injury, and it's a simple, I always put that in quotes because there's really nothing simple about uh, doing legal representation for somebody. But even for something that's supposed to be simple, uh, obtaining records is a real pain. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a challenge. There's some federal laws that we try to take advantage of and use that as part of our process. We've used outsourcing before with companies to try to help us acquire them. Um, it seems like the process is still, no matter who's doing it or how we try to reconfigure it or try to work the variables, it's still a slow process and it's still a frustrating process. So less than ideal, um, in terms of acquiring records, but that's, that's probably the thing that drives me the craziest because we, we've tried to throw a different, a lot of different combinations of solutions at it. And, uh, it's still a bugaboo and it's still something that ultimately the problem is then it holds up the rest of the process. If you're trying to determine whether somebody might have a medical case, that's going to take a lot longer than your average car crash case. You know, there's not nearly as many questions about, well, what was this, what's the duty here? What's the, well, the duty is to follow the rules of the road. Most people know that when it comes to standard of care for some doctor, well, it's a, it's going to be a lot more complicated. And if you can't even get the records then you're just sort of waiting before you can start the process of examining what's there. Mm-hmm. Those delays can be annoying. I understand. And you've given so much good information, so much uh, wonderful uh, knowledge and experience. Is there anything that you've missed, any other nuggets of advice or knowledge that you can impart to 
those new or veteran attorneys out there when they're deciding if they should take these these kinds of cases that come their way? Sure. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, especially for medical cases and, and nursing care cases are a little bit less complex, if only because the issues are, are usually the same kinds of issues. It's sad, but you, we see them. We see the same things happening, whether it's fa- uh, failure to do adequate nutrition, um, failure to do adequate fall protections, those kind of things. They tend to be the same kind of issues. So the, as compared to medical, it's less novelty in nursing cases. But either either way, you're talking about a professional standard of care. The thing that you really should be doing at the end of the day or somewhere along your evaluation process um, is talk to people who aren't doctors and aren't nurses about it. We, we need the people who are professional consultants. We need an expert cardiologist or neurologist or whatever the profession is just, just to have the sufficient evidence to have an expert who says there was a breach of the standard of care. That's principle. But if you can't explain your case in a way that makes sense to somebody who isn't in the profession and isn't a lawyer, well, you know, you, you could be setting yourself up for failure because if it doesn't make sense to a regular person, uh, then it's not going to make sense to the jury. Uh-huh. And, and you'll be unable to settle that case and later on try that case. And you'll be wondering, why did I take this case? <laughs> if that's where you find yourself at the end of it. So, um, so make sure that you're talking. I mean, it's, it, if you want to take it, that means you're you're buying this thing, and you want to try to be able to communicate it to each type of audience. And if you can, then you probably have a fighting chance to win. Mm-hmm. Ah, that that does sound like good advice. Be able to explain your case to to regular folks. I, I think it is. I hope. I, I mean, I try to follow it as much as I possibly can. All right. Excellent. Well, you are full of of knowledge nuggets today, and I'm sure they are appreciating that out there. And now it's time for that little uh, part of our show where we do a little Q&A, if you're ready for that. Yeah, if there's anything I can answer, I'd be happy to. Excellent. Well, while people are out there getting together their questions, getting ready to put them into the chat, into the comments box, It's time for what I call a little sponsor break. So while everybody's getting that together, I'm going to tell everybody a little bit about We Nurse Consultants and what we do here. And then we'll be right back to Jim. And without a review and summary of the medical records, it may be harder for you personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys out there to decide if you should take some of those cases that come your way. And here at Wave Nurse Consultants, we give attorneys a one to two page synopsis and opinion regarding the merits of those medically related cases. By using my 30 plus years of nursing experience to make quick work of those medical case screenings. So if you're watching this and you already have a nurse paralegal on the payroll, this isn't for you. But if you have some cases or met that have medical issues, that you need to get clarity on. This is what you need to do. Right now, we are offering a free 20-minute medical record strategy call to help you hone an efficient, timely, and cost-effective routine around your medical cases. So you'll find in the description box of this YouTube channel a link 
to call and schedule a consultation. Now, back to Jim and a little Q&A. Let's see, Jim. Let's take a look. Do we have any questions in the chat? Not yet, but that happens sometimes, but we are prepared. We are going to take your contact information, put that inside the description box of this YouTube channel. And when somebody is catching this on the replay and they have a question for you, they can just scoot it over to you and send it to you directly. Does that sound like a plan? Happy to do that. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's a pleasure having you here today. And I do have one question for you. Are you going to come back again? Uh, if I'm invited, I'd be happy to. No, it's, it's my pleasure, Lisa, for sure. Excellent. Excellent. I'm so glad. So since we don't have any questions today, I think we're going to get ready to wind up. And um, let me just give everybody a few reminders. If you're out there and uh, you have any legal nurse consulting kind of questions, just visit me at, reach me at Lisa at WadeNurseConsultants.com. Just email me or visit at WadeNurseConsultants.com, our website, and, and just put that those questions you have for me, and I'll answer them right in there. And uh, if you are watching this, please like us, subscribe to this YouTube channel, but most of all, get ready and catch us uh, next week, Monday, 5.15 p.m. for another episode of Should You Take That Case? See you then. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wadenurseconsultants.com slash blog, on LinkedIn, and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel and sharing this show with others. 